Welcome to the Lady Beta Podcast. We're going to be talking about all things business growth, brain rewiring, and climbing from a holistic point of view. You can learn more about me and follow me over on Instagram at ladybeta.coaching and on my website, ladybetacoaching.com. You'll also find freebies for building your business, brain rewiring, and training for climbing. I am so excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited for you to hear today's interview with Annie. She is such a rock star. I remember the first time that Annie and I got on a call together, and I knew that there was just something special about her. She has such a powerful story, and I mean, honestly, she is, she's a walking miracle. Like, I cannot wait for you guys to listen to her story and all of the work that she's done in the last couple of years on herself. She had kind of this, huge moment where she realized, okay, now is the time that I'm going to start living my life on the terms that I want, in the way that I want. I want to become the person that I've always known that I wanted to be. It's really inspiring to watch her journey. So a couple of updates from me. If you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, which is going to be September 3rd, it's a Friday, 2021. Today is the last day to apply for brain rewiring for Synergy. This is so exciting. We have so many amazing women in the group already and I'm so excited to get this program started. We get started on September 13th. I'll be onboarding everybody next week and this group is going to be absolutely magical. We are doing monthly breathwork sessions along with all of the 12 weekly modules, learning how to actually rewire the brain. We're going to be going into trauma work, shadow work, inner child healing, thought shifting, boundary setting, manifestation, human design. There's so many different elements in here and I am so, so excited to get them started. If you are wanting to learn more information about Synergy, the link will be in the show notes as well as the application. And if you're somebody that really is drawn to brain rewiring and you're super excited about it, but you're not necessarily sure if the group format is right for you, make sure you stay tuned because I will actually be having an offer on a self-paced version of brain rewiring where you're going to get all of the informations and you can actually implement the steps yourself. So stay tuned for that. That'll be coming up soon. I'm going to be doing a tester round of that just to see how it goes with the self self-paced version. For me as a business owner, it's really, really important that the people that go through my programs get the transformations that they're looking for. So I want to make sure that it's as effective as possible. So again, that'll be kind of a test around. And if you're interested in that and you're like, okay, ASAP, I want to do this. I definitely want to make sure that I'm in on this first round of this. Just send me a message on Instagram or an email. Let me know that you're interested and you'll be the first to know when those spots open. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into this interview with Annie. Hello and welcome back to the show. I am so, so excited to introduce you guys to Annie Weinman. She went through Synergy, the March 2021 round, and I was so excited to have her in the program. She has such a unique story and background. She brought so much of her wisdom to the group, and she was really able to help a lot of other people draw and connect dots for themselves. And I'm just really excited to have her on. So Annie, thank you so much for being on. Can you share a little bit more about your story without with us? for those of us who might not know you. Sure. Thanks, Chelsea. Um, I'm Annie. I live in Boulder, Colorado. I work full-time as a data engineer, but pretty much live here full-time for climbing and skiing and mountain running. I'm on the La Sportiva athlete team for that kind of stuff. 
Um, and yeah, I did the Synergy Brain Rewiring Program with Chelsea earlier this year. And kind of like I had a lot of things happen in 2020. I took a 200 foot fall off the diamond on Long's Peak, which spiraled into some other um, kind of traumatic things happening. And I was in a pretty interesting place when I stumbled upon this program and decided to do it. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead and dive into your story a little bit more because I think somebody that's just listening, they're like, she took a what? (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're not just going to like, you know, drive by that. So tell me a little bit more about the fall. I know when you were talking to me initially, you're like, yeah, you know, I should have died. I'm really thankful to be here still. And it just gives you this whole new perspective on things. Yeah, absolutely. So I was out alpine climbing um, on the diamond to get to the main route. So you have to do the North Chimney, which is like 500 feet of 5'3 climbing. I had soloed it a few times before, so I didn't really think anything of it. But on this particular day, it seemed like I got a little bit off route. And ultimately, my foot slipped and I fell 200 feet. My like So pretty much my last thought when I was falling is, well, I'm either going to be dead or paralyzed and because that's what happens when you take that sort of fall. But um, two months later, I was back to climbing. I've made a full physical recovery. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty, re- pretty incredible recovery to be able to have that. Like literally a miracle. Yeah, I'm yes, I'm so absolutely. so thankful that you're here with us and that like, I mean, walking away with like two months of you did, I'm sure physical therapy and you're like, okay, back to climbing. Um, I didn't really even do any physical therapy. This this like blows my mind. Um, you are are honestly, I think, yeah, like we've talked about this before, but like making massive shifts in your life after that, like that I think was like the biggest thing that you walked away with. So how was that transition back to climbing then after taking that fall? Yeah, um, it was really interesting. So I got my back brace off two months after my accident, which was pretty much my clearance to go climb again. And I went multi-pitch climbing the next day because I was in this like the world that I was fine mode. And once that wore off, um, climbing was really hard, um, really hard mentally, I think. Just a lot of questions in trusting myself and trusting my decision making and Trusting if I was even out there for the right reasons, I think. Right, exactly. I know one of the things that did strike me about you when we talked initially was you're like, you know, I think I'm fine. I don't think I have any trauma from that. And I was like, well, if she does, this program will will dig it up. That's like a specialty of mine. It's like, we will find something. So tell me a little bit more about like, I think you have just such a strong personality and you're very determined to like, you set a goal and you're like, that thing's going to happen despite how I feel. Yeah. Sorry. What do you want me to talk to? No, we're good. Um, Tell me a little bit more kind of about like your mentality going into like, okay, I'm just going to return to climbing. I'm just going to like push through everything. And then was there a moment for you that felt like, okay, yeah, that kind of wore off. And then like the fear kicked in or you kind of like noticed, wow. Okay. I'm actually maybe not like as fine as I thought I was. Yeah. I think it was kind of a conglomeration of other factors, Um, So right around the time I got my back brace off, I also entered a new relationship with someone I'd been friends with for a long time. And they weren't a climber, which was sort of a way for me to avoid climbing without realizing I was avoiding climbing. And that relationship ended in a pretty traumatic way about two months after that. 
and that's the point when I really realized like, wow, I don't even really know if I, I want to be climbing. Like I don't really have any of these like distractions now. And what am I, what am I doing with my life? And like, why, why does this not feel good? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How long did it take you to kind of realize like, okay, maybe I do want to get back to climbing. This is something that is really important to me. What was, did you have any like defining moments where maybe you took some time off of climbing and then returned to it and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I do really like this. Yeah. I think throughout the last year, I don't know if there's been like one moment. Like I think I've always known that like I've wanted to get back to climbing and back to climbing at the level that I was climbing previously, but it would really ebb and flow where I would not climb for a while. And then I would get motivated, try to go out a couple of days and then just sort of kind of keep going through this cycle because I just couldn't really understand what was going on. Right. Like there was no like real foundation to kind of grab from. So it all, it's probably like very surface level, like external motivation, almost just like prove to other people that like, no, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah, exactly. And then just like wanting to go out and climb, but then also knowing that there's like all this stuff underneath that wasn't working for me before my accident that I was able to avoid. And then having that stuff sort of start to bubble to the surface to the point where I just couldn't, couldn't climb I used to. And it was, it was confusing and frustrating. Yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people are really going to connect with what you're saying here too, because like for me, I've kind of had this semi-frustrating relationship with climbing because I'm also very driven. I'm like, nope, I want to succeed. I want to push myself. And it also kind of gets you into trouble sometimes too, because if you don't see that success, then it, you kind of almost correlate it to, oh my gosh, I'm a failure. Like we, we start to attach our worth to that performance side of you know, things a little bit. And then if we don't see the progress that can get really frustrating. And that for me, you know, drawing on that motivation, like it just felt like I can't keep going like this. Like I need another reason. Like I need to figure out why I actually like rock climbing. Is that kind of like what you felt too? I think to some extent, and I think even more than the performance is like interpersonally, I was just out there and not having a good time. Like I was, I was just bummed out and it wasn't even necessarily about my performance. It's just, just didn't feel good to be there the same way. Right. Exactly. Okay. So for you going into synergy, I know like, yes. Okay. The fall, you know, at the time we were like, okay, well, we just won't, well, we won't worry about that. It's totally fine. Um, and for you, you really wanted to focus on relationships. Um, I know a big part of that was like climbing partners as well. Something that you had mentioned was kind of like choosing partners that didn't necessarily push you as much as you wanted to be pushed. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So relationships was my number one reason for joining Synergy because I think it's been the biggest challenge for me throughout my life and just not understanding why that's been such a challenge for me. Um, I really was drawn to like doing more multi-pitch climbing a few years ago because of the partnership aspect. And like, I just had this desire to have these like deep friendships and partnerships. And that never really happened for me the way I saw it happening for other people. And I didn't really understand why. And that was kind of one of the things after my accident when I would go out climbing and just not really feel that great about myself um, was really sort of like a reflection of like the inability to develop those relationships. And so really in synergy, that's something I really wanted to explore and focus on. Yeah. I mean, you really opened up in Synergy too. Like you shared a ton and hopefully that was helpful for you. 
in kind of like this goal of, okay, I want to create deeper relationships. I want to connect more, especially with women, because I mean, for me, definitely that was something that was really difficult because I just, I never quite felt safe with women. I always felt like I connected better with men for, you know, whatever reason I felt threatened by women, but, you know, being in a program with all women, I think that there's that capacity to actually go a lot deeper than we can sometimes um, in other spaces. So for you, what have you noticed kind of like after the program, after Synergy, the way that you either interact with people or the way that you go about finding partners. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think to your point, like the whole women thing has been really difficult for me climbing with other women. And that was also something I really wanted to focus on. Like, why am I so much more comfortable with guys? Like, what's that about? Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So since the program, I mean, I definitely think that I'm still a work in progress, but where I really just see the shifts is how I kind of approach my climbing days and like my my philosophy in being out there and also just realizing that a lot of the reflections on partnership just comes back to how I feel about myself. And a lot of the ways that I was acting in partnerships were really just a reflection of my own lack of confidence in myself and my own sense of worth. And I guess I'd never really made that connection before. So that was really kind of groundbreaking for me and a really awesome place to kind of move forward from. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like picking partners, you know, based like we're going to do it subconsciously, like we're not even aware of like why we're picking the partners and why we're attracting people in that we are. And it does come back to like the self-worth and being like, like you said, you have these goals, like I want to push myself. I don't want to pick the safe choice, but then you'd go and pick these partners where you're like, oh, thank God, I don't actually have to go and do that. You know? So like for you to actually make that connection of like, okay, you know what? Like I do, I want to feel like I have this deep connection. I want to be on this equal partnership with somebody. And, you know, I want to feel pushed, but I also want to be able to reciprocate that back. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say like, on the other side of that, I would also pick partners that I felt were a lot better than me. So I didn't have to worry about anything. Um, So either way, it just felt like I was really struggling to climb with someone where it was a partnership on an equal playing field, or if it wasn't like, you know, everyone has different skills to contribute and learning, you know, how to work in a partnership and value all those different things. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, yeah, it's like that delicate balance where you're like, yeah, "Eh, they're super strong. It's fine. Like, (laughs) I'll just, like, I won't, yeah, I won't have to worry about anything. I, you know, if I can't do something, they'll just be able to do it for me. So it's all good. Um, I've totally been there too. I'm like, well, I don't need to go get the draws. Like my partner can clean it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm really proud of you for being able to like make that connection. And then, you know, we're not saying like, oh, hey, it's just like immediately fixed after that, but at least you have the awareness around the situation then to see the patterns and then make different choices and selections after that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's definitely like a process. And like, like they say, like when you make a change in your life, like a lot of things sort of like have to fall away for like the new things to like come in and fall into place. So I'm definitely experiencing that right now, but it all feels like it's happening with a purpose to like get to this place where, where I'm trying to go. So it's really exciting actually. 
Yes. Yeah. Lots of growth and expansion, which is really cool because yeah, you know, being frustrated and stuck in a place for so long, you're like, I just like, I can't see what's happening here. Sometimes it does take, you know, a mirror, a coach, a program, whatever it is to kind of like draw that out and for you to be like, oh my God, that is what's happening here. And then <laughs> make those different choices. So I know another focus for you inside the program was boundaries with family. So this kind of falls under that relationship category. You know, yes, we can talk about climbing partners, but sometimes our immediate family, like this can be a really tricky topic for people. So I think, you know, people being able to listen to you and kind of like you standing in your power and setting boundaries with your family, especially during the brain rewiring process. So for me, what I told you guys in the beginning with the rules is, you know, if you've got people that, you know, have access to your energy, but maybe they shouldn't for this period of time, you've got to set some boundaries because we cannot heal in the same environment that got us to the place that we're at. So can you tell me a little bit more kind of about the boundaries that you set and kind of like how you got to that conclusion? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I started digging into like all the stuff about climbing and relationships, um, I pretty much found it all went back to my childhood and just sort of the way I grew up. Um, my parents cared a ton and they invested a ton into homeschooling me, but homeschooling was really difficult for me and just really hard and isolating and just some, a lot of baggage that I've carried for, I mean, I'm 29, so I've carried around this baggage for over 20 years in regards to that. And I just felt like I needed to take kind of almost a break from my family to figure some stuff out. And it was really hard for me to decide to do that because I kept feeling like, no, it's my family. I shouldn't do that. They're my family. I need to honor them and love them. And what really struck me in the program was just like the whole idea of, you know, you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. And I was like, wow, like I'm like really not able to take care of myself right now. And I I need to focus on that. And then when I'm able to do that, like I'm going to be able to come back and be a lot more present in a way that like feels good because what's going on right now just doesn't feel good. Um, but it took a ton of courage to tell, to tell my parents they were going to come visit. And I was like, Hey, I, I just need some space to figure some stuff out. Um, it feels like a really heartbreaking thing to, to say to someone. Um, but what ended up being is, you know, like I thought about it and I was like, you know, my parents love me. This could be hard for them, but this is, this is what I need. And ultimately they want what's best for me. And being able to create that space has just allowed me to give myself permission to go a lot deeper with my healing and just sort of the root cause of all this stuff um, and just give myself some, you know, forgiveness for things that have happened. And yeah, it's been it's been really challenging, but I I think it's been life changing. Yeah. Wow. I mean, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I really resonate and connect with that too, because like, yeah, I, I absolutely love my family, but sometimes like, I just can't, like, I've got to put myself first. And I think, you know, there's all this conditioning around like 
family first. You always put your family first, but then you get lost in the mix and you're like, but what about me? You know, I'm really like struggling. I really want to figure these things out. How am I ever going to do that if I'm always putting like the family unit first? And what I always say too with boundaries is it's never about the other person. It's about you. So, you know, like for me, it's all about protecting your energy and like, how can we get you to a place where you do have this stronger foundation that then you can actually like, you can't serve other people and you can't show up for other people until you can show up for yourself. And I believe I gave you guys this analogy and synergy, but we always like to think of like, oh, like, okay, yep. Fill your cup up and then you can give to others. But actually what it, what it should be is like, no, have your cup be overflowing and then you give from the overflow. So like take so much care of yourself that then you have extras to actually give to other people. And if you've been depleted for so long, it's going to take some time to get that back. Yeah, that uh, that analogy really resonated with me because it was just such a different way of thinking about things than I had and being like, wait, I'm actually going to have more to give if I do this because, you know, we're like, oh, take care of yourself. That's selfish. But then thinking about it in a new way that like if I make myself happy that I can make then I can just give so much more than I can give right now. And just like it just increases everything for everyone, I think. And I thought that was a really a really cool way to change just my perception. Yeah. Yeah. That changed my life too. I was like, oh my God, it makes so much sense because you know, the former one is still putting all this pressure on serve others, serve others. But this one's like, no, put yourself first. And then you can move to step two. Like really you got to like work on your own healing first, because if we, if we have wounds and, you know, everybody has things from their childhood that, you know, probably could use some work. So if we're walking around with these like open wounds, essentially, and we're operating out of those, we're interacting with people, we're, you know, getting triggered and being reactive from those. If we never actually take the time to like sit down, look at those, notice those patterns, and then be able to choose something different, it's just going to keep perpetuating. Yeah, absolutely. And like the other thing I was thinking about is like, how am I going to serve others when I feel so unhappy in myself? Like, it's just not working. Um, Right. And so I was like, I need to find my own happiness so I can share happiness. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Okay, I have got to tell you about my new favorite thing. So as somebody that works from home and somebody that's just pretty busy in general, I have found myself really struggling to make lunch. It's just like I don't want to start and stop things and like make the lunch and you know it's great if there's leftovers from dinner to eat but if there aren't I really struggle. So one of the things that I have committed to for the next couple of weeks is actually making a smoothie for lunch. And for me, this has been so helpful because you can put veggies in there, you can put fruit in there, you can put little boosters in there. And my absolute favorite protein to put in there lately has been the Organifi Vanilla Complete Protein. It is so good. Holy shit. I was blown away. I'm really skeptical a lot of the times of plant-based proteins, especially vanilla flavored ones. And I was like, okay, what the hell I'll just try it why not and I was really pleasantly surprised I absolutely love it it is the perfect hint of vanilla it's not too strong and it's not too sweet which for me is super important because I don't like to consume a lot of extra added sugar so with this the main ingredients are 
This protein powder is a base of pumpkin seed protein, quinoa protein, and pea protein. So it's a perfect blend of all of those. You also have digestive enzymes within there because I don't know if you've noticed sometimes when you drink protein powder and it doesn't really sit in your stomach very well, that's because you're probably having a hard time breaking it down. So this actually has the enzymes in there to help you break it down. It's sweetened with a little bit of coconut sugar, a little bit of monk fruit, a little bit of stevia, and for me, it's just the perfect vanilla flavor. I've been doing this lately with some frozen bananas, some almond milk, and I actually put some frozen zucchini in there the other day. Don't worry, you can't taste the zucchini at all, and it just adds this perfect creamy volume, and you know you're getting veggies in there as well. So if you're wanting to try out the Organifi protein, you can actually use my discount code, and I'm so happy to be partnered with Organifi. I think they make absolutely amazing products. You've probably heard me talk before about the chocolate gold and the harmony and I mean yeah I'm becoming a huge huge fan of this vanilla protein as well so you can just head to Organifi O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com and you can use the code LADYBETA for 15% off your order. I can't wait to hear how much you love it. I literally just ordered the chocolate flavor last night so I'm hoping that's just as good if not even better than this one. Okay. I also want to talk a little bit about abundance mindset. So I know that was also a really big thing for you going into the program is not feeling like you have to do it all, all the time, you know, whether that's climbing, skiing, like feel it running. I mean, feeling that pressure to like constantly do these things, like, especially on the days where you're like, I'm just not into it right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, changing my mindset into like more of an abundance mindset and just changing my mindset in general around how I approach these activities was was huge for me because I think that it's really easy for me to get wrapped up in the definition of like what it means to be a climber. Like I got to climb every time possible. I've got to ski every time possible. I've got to live in my truck and eat ramen. So my whole life can be dedicated to climbing. And I really wanted to challenge myself to take a step back and be like, Annie, you can climb. You can be a really good climber. You can also have a career and have a great career that you enjoy. You can also have fulfilling relationships outside of climbing and not limiting myself to having to do one of those things because that was the mindset I had been in for so long. It's like, oh, I have to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and changing the mindset to abundance is like, yeah, I, I can have all these things and I want to call them all in. And uh, yeah, not feeling that insecurity that if I don't climb today, you know, there's not going to be another day. Like there's not going to be another partner, like really letting go of that. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, I think that gives a lot of people permission to explore this in their lives too. Like you have a lot of self-awareness, which I absolutely love that about you to even notice this in the first place, which I'm like, it's really impressive, but some people might be just operating out of like scarcity mindset and not even noticing it. But what you're saying is like, you can be a climber and have a really good job and be a runner and be a ski. It's that and part. You can do all of that. It's not just this pie that like you get slices of. It's like, actually, we're just going to make the pie bigger because why not? You know, there's always going to be more days. There's always going to be more time. So like operating on that principle versus like, oh my God, well, like the weather is good. So I guess I need to or should go rock climbing, even if you're like, I'm not like, I'm not having a good day today. I don't want to do that right now. Like that's probably a huge game changer for you. Yeah, I think so for sure. Um, And I mean, like it goes without saying, like, you know, you can't do all the things at like the highest level, but like doing what feels good for you and just knowing that, yeah, you, there's going to be more of everything, I think. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. Okay. So tell me a little bit about what your relationship to climbing is like right now. How does that feel for you? Um, it's definitely trending on the up. So it's really interesting. This last week, I went back into the Alpine for the first time since my accident. And I was pretty nervous about that because I just didn't know, like I've been through so much shifting and different partners falling away and just been through so much in the last year that after falling, I didn't know if I would want to go back. But going back, it actually felt really good. I picked a partner that I had climbed with a lot and had a lot of trust in. And I would say that I climbed very differently than I did last year. And I wouldn't say that's a good thing or a bad thing, but um, I roped up on the fourth fourth class parts and (laughs) I led one pitch. I led one of the crux pitches. And then I turned to my friend and I was like, hey, uh, you're climbing really strong today. Do you want to be the rope gun? And I'll just be the logistics manager. And he was was fine with it. Um, But I've just never really said that and like felt okay with that before. So I think that was, that was pretty cool. Um, then I went back out again and it was a lot tougher, but it, there was just so much awareness on why it was hard and just being like, cool, like this is a fun check-in to see how much progress I've made. And like, these are some areas that I want to like, keep, keep working on. Um, so it's definitely a process, but there's just so much more awareness and like so much more confidence and like, yeah, we're, we're getting to the place where we want to be. And I'm just, yeah, I'm really excited for fall. I have a I have a to-do list of like various different kinds of climbing that I'm like, I'm really excited for. I don't think I've ever really made like a to-do list before. So I'm, I'm definitely getting psyched for fall. Oh, that is really exciting. I can't wait to see you take all of those off. And <laughs> having that awareness around where is this decision coming from for me right now in this moment, I think before maybe you would have had guilt, shame, you know, whatever associated with saying, Hey, do you want to just like lead these right now? But instead you were able to make a very empowered decision and say like, you know what, right now it's you like, we're, we're good here. I'm going to be on the logistics side. And instead of like feeling bad about that, like feeling really empowered by that and saying like, this is progress for me right now. This is, this is what progress looks like. Yeah, for sure. And it's definitely not linear, but like, I think, yeah, absolutely. I'm so proud of you. That's like that for me. I'm like, Oh, it just makes me like giddy. It makes me so happy. (laughs) It is a very delicate thing. Our relationship with climbing, it can be, you know, for me, it it ebbs and flows in seasons. Sometimes I'm like climbing is the best thing in the world. And I like want to do it all the time. And then there are other periods of time where I'm like, like, ah, ah, where's this coming from? Do I feel like I have to? And for me, I like to take a step back and I'm like, you know what? I trust that the, the psych is going to come back. And when it does, I'll be here, but I'm not going to push it. It took a long time to get to that. But one other thing I want to talk about too is, so for you, you went to traditional talk therapy for quite a while. And, you know, I'm a huge um, advocate of mental health and I think therapy works a lot for people. Like it works really well for certain people. I know for you, you were kind of looking for something deeper and brain rewiring was able to get you some of the things that traditional therapy hadn't. So for you, you know, if somebody is like, okay, I've been trying therapy and like, it's, you know, yeah, it's like doing some things, but I'm maybe not getting the full results that I'm looking for. What would you kind of offer to that person? Oh yeah. Um, I'm so glad you brought this up because this is something I wanted to talk about and I totally forgot. So yeah, uh, coming into the program, I was feeling a little bit desperate because I had done a lot of talk therapy and I think I was on like my fifth therapist and I just didn't feel like I was getting anywhere. You know, they would be like, oh, well, maybe you should get some antidepressants. And I was like, well, 
I just feel like there's something deeper going on that I can't pinpoint, but I don't know what it is. So um, the brain rewiring was like a little bit of like a Hail Mary. I was like, well, Chelsea's a climber. She might, she might get it. Like, let's, let's try this out. Like some of this stuff is like tracking to like some things I've read online and like, why not? And I loved the brain rewiring. It was so cool because it's not talk therapy, but it's, it's a good mix of, um, structure and then also autonomy because the thing about talk therapy for me was I would show up every hour once a week and I wouldn't really know what to do in between and I just felt like I wasn't really making progress in that hour and with the brain rewiring um, you're really committed to doing something every day like you don't have to but there's like enough structure that it's like clear what you could do or what you would maybe want to be doing and for me that made all the difference on having the different modules to like work through and the accountability in the group like just learning all those tools on my own like there's no way I would have stuck with it and even if I had I would have been like yeah like I don't know if I'm doing this right like this is a little bit weird like not sure and so the group just like normalized all of it and like also just kept my psych really high to to keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have other people going through it too, and like I'm laughing because you're like, it was a little weird. I'm like, yeah, it is. Like, this is not like a traditional in any sense of the way. Like, it's kind of its own special thing, which is what I love about it. And like you said, it was a Hail Mary. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, sometimes you take those and you're like, I have no idea what I'm getting myself into. But for you, this time it actually worked really well. And I'm so glad that it did because I mean, it's not just, you know, we're not just going to sit and talk about it. We actually also have other things that I want you to dig deeper into things like inner child healing, shadow work, trauma healing. Like there's all of these intersecting pieces. Um, and yeah, like again, therapy is awesome. If you guys need or want therapy, fuck yeah. But if you also feel like you need something different and, or your therapist isn't listening to what you're saying, whereas you were like, "Mm, feel like there's something deeper here. I would, I would say, you are your own best advocate and, and look deeper, trust yourself, trust that. Like, if you think that there's something different that you could be doing, there probably is, you know, it, it, I think therapy is great and it works really well for some people, but I, there's also more out there. So I'm really glad that you took a chance on it. So those different aspects that we have within brain rewiring, you know, the shadow work, inner child healing, was there any one part of that, that you were like, okay, I really, really love this. And then on the other side where you're like, Ooh, okay, maybe like, (laughs) I don't really love that. Like that feels really triggering. Maybe I don't want to like do that as much. Yeah. I think, I think the early modules, like I all, all, I really liked all of them because they all made sense to me. I was like, okay. Like I'd heard of it healing before. And I was like, this makes sense. I heard of shadow work before. I was like, okay, this makes sense. I can do this. Um, and like the boundaries, I was like, well, this is, this is a fascinating new way to look at things. And I always like new ways to look at things. Some of the later modules, like the masculine and feminine energy, that one was pretty triggering for me. And so I just sort of stepped away from it. I was like, all right, like this is upsetting you let's just, let's just take two steps back. And it's so hard for me to do that because I'm like, no, Annie, like you need to work through this right now. Like you've got to heal right now. And having the self-love to just step away from something like that, I think was, was huge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of thought about that one a lot. And, you know, I think it just goes back to like some of these really subtle things that are hard to put your finger on. Like, why is the idea of feminine energy so triggering for me? And 
yeah, for me, it just comes back to like dissociating from anything that like people perceive as like weak or bad, like, oh, that's them, not me. And I've just been in so many situations where, yeah, any feminine traits are treated pretty negatively. And so feeling safe to embody those is, uh, it's a journey. Wow. That I'm like, my mind is blown right now. Like, again, your self-awareness like is, is amazing. Like it makes me so happy that you were able to be like, okay, I'm really triggered right now. And that's also you embodying abundance mindset is saying like, I don't need to heal right now. I know I'm on the path. I know it's not going to be linear and I can step back into this when I'm ready. Like, yes, sometimes triggers are great and they can be, you know, massive teachers for us, but forcing ourselves to work through them when we're like not in the place to do so, not a great idea. So I'm really proud of you for being able to do that. And yeah, I had a very similar reaction when I first heard of feminine energy. I was like, I don't want to be a, like a feminine person. I don't want to be taken advantage of, you know, for me, that's what I had associated it with is like almost weak. So I was like, no, I must stay in my masculine. Like I'm going to be protected. I'm going to be good over here. So like for you to actually say that, like super proud of you for being able to like come to that conclusion and be like, I'll give it another chance. Like when I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like the whole being weak. And then also just feeling like I'm going to like be left out of stuff, which when you like, when you like really like delve into these logically, you're like, oh wait, like it doesn't even really make sense, but yeah. 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 It's our brains. We're making up these stories constantly because of, you know, essentially what we've seen growing up, you know, what was modeled to us. So, you know, typically like our mother figure in our lives, we're really going to take a lot from that. And whatever we learn from that, we're probably going to choose to do the opposite. You know, we're like, oh, okay, going to totally push that away. And like, especially with climbing, you know, yes, it is a male dominated sport and it's not always, you know, masculine goes with the male typically not always though, as you guys have learned in the, in the modules, but with it being more masculine dominated, like it is hard, I think, to keep that femininity and still like show up and like, I think engage with the sport in a way that feels good for us still. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with that. I think especially in the kind of climbing I do, like, you know, there's not always a lot of room to talk about risk or how we want to approach a climb. And, you know, I've also been very guilty of not creating that space for others, but definitely worth taking pause to think about. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. It's a learning process. And, you know, yeah, you being able to like open up that conversation for other people, I think is like, yeah, it gives a lot of people, you know, permission to be like, actually, yeah, okay, this matters to me too. And like, that's how we start to change the sport and hold it to different standards, which I absolutely love. Oh, this has been so great. Okay. So is there anything? Okay. So if somebody was on the fence about joining Synergy, what would be the thing that you'd say to them? I would just, um, You know, I just asked them, like, what do you have to lose? Like, I know it's a lot of money, but in the big scheme of life, it's not really a lot of money. And in three months, you could be in the same spot, but think about yourself in three months and do you want to be there or not? And I think that's what it was for me is I was like, I don't really want to be in this spot six months from now. And I think I could be somewhere else. And I didn't want to also be sitting there six months later thinking like, well, maybe if I had done Synergy, I could have got somewhere. I was like, I, 
I don't like to live in the maybes. Right. Right. Yeah. You took that chance. Like, yes, it was a risk because you can never know, you know, what the program is going to be like until you actually go through it. And I'm really glad that you did because I like, I know the power of it. And I'm like, this can be life-changing, but you also like showed the fuck up. You showed up to every call. You did the homework. You did the rounds. Like you majorly implemented everything that we talked about. And like, I mean, that's why you got the results that you did. Like, that's why it worked for you. I think so for sure. And like, I've also been thinking about it and like, if it was a $200 program, I wouldn't have been committed to it. And when I went to a really expensive gym, I went to the gym every day because I had to get my money's worth. And (laughs) it's, it's kind of like one of those weird psychology things where it's like, is that actually living in scarcity mindset again? But like, it is like investing in yourself, like the symbolism of like investing yourself. It really, it really makes it important to show up and it makes you realize that you want to. Right. Exactly. Like sometimes we do have to like learn the habit of showing up for ourselves again. And if it's like an investment is the thing that it takes to get there. And then you're like, okay, great. Now I consistently know how to show up for myself and I can choose when and when not, you know, if I don't want to do it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. So is there anything else that you want to share before we hop off? This I think is going to be really helpful for people. And I like really appreciate you sharing your story with us. Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much. I'm really excited about this. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's definitely a life-changing program and it's definitely an ongoing process, but I do feel like I just have so much more I can offer myself when I am feeling down or like just different outlets. Like if you asked me a year ago, if I would be paying a psychic trauma healer to help me with some of my childhood trauma, I would have looked at you and been like, I don't think so. So <laughs> it sounds <no>. crazy. <laughs> but yeah, now I'm loving it. And yeah, I I would definitely recommend the program. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And shout out to Sinead. Um, she's absolutely amazing. Um, she does a module in Synergy all about relationships and trauma healing. And I'm I'm really proud of you and your like willingness to be open to trying different things. Like, fuck yeah. Like you are somebody that like stops at no ends to get the answers that you that you like. You have this intuition that says, nope, there's something more, there's something like better out there. Like I know it. And you just keep following that. I definitely try to like, it can be a frustrating process, but um, yeah. And I mean, okay. Other transformation I would say is there's no way I would have came on this podcast and talked about something <laughs> like this. And so just like feeling okay, sharing stuff like that has been like another thing that has really come out of synergy for me because sharing anything like online or just in general is something that has been really triggering for me. And so I think that's another really cool thing and it's, it's fun to share. So yeah, it is. It is. And people can connect with you and learn from you and you're going to give people a place to land. Um, this is something that I tell like all of my business owners is I'm like, okay, you know what? There's a lot of people struggling out there. And if you don't share your story, how is anybody ever going to be able to connect with you? We're all like flapping around like birds trying to like find some place to actually (laughs) land. And the person that shares the story, you're like, oh my God, like somebody else feels that way. Somebody else has felt these things that I'm struggling with like for me it's not only empowering but it's like connection community and those are like really the things that matter a lot yeah yeah for sure 
Oh, yay. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on, Annie. This was so great. I am so, so proud of you and all the work that you've done. Like it just puts this huge smile on my face to see you really like open up and blossom and be able to take the tools from Synergy and actually use them and apply them and like see the changes and transformations in your life. Like, hell yeah. This makes me so happy. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Chelsea. A huge thank you to Annie for coming on the show and sharing your story. Oh gosh, it was such a good one. I hope that really resonated with you. I know that I definitely saw parts of myself in Annie's story and just listening to her talk, I am so proud of how far she has come. So a huge thank you to Annie and if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to tag me and tag Annie on Instagram in your stories. If you're watching, I love... If you're enjoying listening, it helps me know that you're loving the content and it really just helps me steer the direction of the show. And if you have not yet left a rating and a review on iTunes, it's super simple. I promise it won't take you very long and it means so, so much to me. So if you haven't done that yet, you can just head over to iTunes. You scroll down to the bottom where you can see all of the ratings and the reviews and you push the little button that looks like a list with a pencil and you can leave your own rating and a review. Super simple and it means so much to me as a business owner. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next episode. Thank you.